0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to another Chicago Rinkcast from the Rink.com. I am your host, Andy Campbell. Hope you are all doing well tonight. I am joined by two of the best guys in the business, Ray Davientek. Ray, how are we doing tonight? Good, Andy. How about yourself? Doing swell. Doing swell. And Sean Fitzgerald with his awesome Kraken hat, uh, representing both the Kraken and the Hawks ahead of tomorrow night's contest. Shawnee, how are we doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, lovely to have you both. We are doing somewhat of a lightning cast tonight. Not Tampa Bay, but a quick one. Uh, we're going to go for 30 minutes or so, and we're going to do some hot takes on the current state of the Chicago Blackhawks. And um, before we begin, if you can see on the ticker, if you're looking, our sponsor, com. You can use a discount code, the rink, all caps, the rink for 10% off. You spend a hundred bucks, you get a free t-shirt. We also do have some modeling shots this evening. For those of you that are joining us live, you can see the rink right now with Ray and Shawnee with their sweatshirts. I don't have it. I'm representing the state of Michigan, my M22 sweatshirt, just because I don't have my rink sweatshirt on. Uh, But other than that, you can get some good swag. You can get some good gear. Okay. And one other thing. For all of you rink fans out there, if you're not following him, follow Thomas Gibbons, and he's been doing some picks for hockey games every single night, Tommy's Puck Line Picks. You can check it out on the therink.com. He's got a great Twitter account. He's giving you odds for every single game, uh, every night that they happen in the NHL. I'm not a betting man myself, so I don't look at those, because if I did, I'd probably just throw all my money away. What about you guys? You guys been checking that out, throwing some stuff out there? I check them out, but I don't do much gambling. Uh, Smart yeah. man.
1: I only gamble with my life.
0: So <laughs> I like it. I like it. But Got if it. I
1: had a few extra shekels, I would throw yeah. them down on some of uh, Tommy's puck line picks. So
0: yeah, but it sounds like Tommy's hit the mark a lot. So, folks, uh, those of you that are interested, if you want to see some good money lines, take a look. It's all on the rink.com and he does it every night. Thomas Gibbons. Check out his Twitter account.
1: Yep. And it's on the rink.com or Tommy's puck line picks at the top. So
0: there you go. There it is. Awesome. So folks, last time we talked was a Saturday afternoon. Jeremy Colleton had just been removed as head coach. Now we have the interim breath of fresh air known as Derek King, who is undefeated right now as a head coach in the national hockey league. He is three O and O with an overtime win, two overtime wins, one overtime win. I can't remember. seems like they're all really close games, but at any rate, Derek King is letting them play. Is this just what they needed right now? Ray, what do you think? I think so. I think, you know, he mentioned uh, that when he stepped behind the
2: bench and and started coaching, they were a fragile team. uh, And and that's his words were, you know, fragile, you know. And and I think you saw it. And I even, you know, tweeted it out like the guys were smiling, guys were laughing. You know, I mean, it looked like they were having fun on the bench. Um, Obviously, winning cures a lot of different things, as we know, but. I think it's a different year. I think it's somebody that comes with, you know, we talked about this on that Saturday. He comes with some chops. You know, he's a big, you know, good hockey player. He's done his, you know, time in the minors as a coach. Um, you know, so I, I think it was exactly what they were looking for. And you can see that the ice time is different as well. Right. I, yeah. You know, sometimes when you look at, at JC's ice time and you're thinking, how in the world, you know, how is this being distributed or, you know, even or, you know, hey, this guy was playing hot and, you know, he only got 16 minutes. So this guy's, garbage and he played 24 minutes you're just you know sometimes you're looking at it you're just like boy I'm just not quite sure so but I, I think overall you know like I mentioned on you know on that Saturday that hey you're gonna have that three game that five game that two weeks that three weeks oh right. man this is great let's yeah. see where it goes from here so especially with that trip coming up that we'll talk about so but that was the breath of fresh air it looks like they're having fun out there
0: yeah absolutely 100% Shawnee you with that too are they, they're still in the honeymoon phase and what are you seeing out there
1: yeah, um, I agree with Ray in terms of they look like they're smiling. Um, I think his usage of certain players um, is really, really good. Uh, he's played Eric Gustafson way less Thank and played Connor Murphy close. way more, Yep, which is a big thing. Yep. Um, I think uh, letting Mark Crawford handle the defense, like that's, that's a big thing. So Crawford's basically in charge of the defensive assignments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. They're still and think about this, guys. They're still playing the same system that Colleton wanted to run because King was running that in Rockford. So they had seamless transition. Eventually, when they start to sprinkle in what King wants to run, I think they're gonna be better defensively. So I, I like what I like what he's doing. He's also I don't know if maybe maybe I was just um taken aback by the sheer arrogance of Jeremy Colleton, but um yeah. Derrick King seems to be self-deprecating like a humble guy, even though yeah, he like played that. for so long. Yeah. He had a quote today. Uh, ben Pope tweeted it out. He said uh, – uh, I just had it up. He said, um, I don't want to keep bringing up stuff like that when they're talking about the undefeated record. It's like telling the goalie at second pin intermission, hey, keep the shut-up. It's bad luck. Yeah. So I like I like Derrick King, that he's self-deprecating yeah. and he makes fun of himself. And yeah. I think that brings a levity to – an already like a a tense situation that was made even more extreme with stuff off the ice. They needed to win after all their off season additions and all this stuff. And it just, it didn't pan out well. So King brings something different. I mean,
0: they, they went for someone who I've never seen smile to someone who doesn't seem like he takes himself too seriously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's certainly helpful. I love the call on Gustafson, Um, you know, and with Caleb Jones coming back, are we going to see Gustafson in the stands um, at that point? Um, Yeah. And I think, you know, no, no difference to Gustafson. and I'm sure he's a great guy, but, you know, I, I, his NHL days should be numbered as a defenseman. Um, he's just not a very good defenseman. And, and so, you know, like you said, you're seeing with that, uh, with the ice time. I like the fact too, that he's rolling with lines and he's sticking with them right now. And I hope he just sticks with them. Just go with them. I mean, even if the road trip doesn't go very well, you know, keep Kubelik and Taves together. The Doc Kane, Debrinkit deal, keep that rolling just just keep that rolling, I think, as much as you can. And, um, and then, you know, whatever changes you need to make to the bottom six, great. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, his comment that he made that one comment the other day where I think it was right after his first win and he had his mask on and he's like, I'm not taking my mask off. I can't stop smiling. Um, you know, just the, you know, a kid in the candy store and after your first NHL win. And I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure he was up all night staring at the ceiling giggling. I mean, he just seems like that kind of guy. So Right, right place, right time for him. Um, you know, they just needed someone just to say, "Guys, relax." And um, and obviously, JC wasn't that guy. Now, will it last? I don't know. You know, who who knows how long this is going to last? I mean, it could. You know, they could ride this for a while. Some of these games have gotten really, really tight. I think they they definitely escaped the last game. Um, you know, or the last couple, that Penguins game that they won in overtime. I mean, I that was all Penguins in the third period. So um, we'll see. They still running around a little bit in their own zone and we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, to that end and to that point, I mean, they've got, so they've got a road trip coming up. They have yet to win a game away from the United center. Um, it's hard to believe that it's what's today, the 16th of November, and they still do not have a road victory, which isn't great. So what used to be known as, uh, you know, the the circus trip back in the day uh, around the Thanksgiving time when the Ringling brothers would come into the old Chicago stadium or then the United center, Uh, Now the the Barnum & Bailey Circus is now defunct, but it seems like that this road trip is uh, simulating that a little bit around Thanksgiving. So they've got the Kraken, the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Flames all on the road right before Thanksgiving. What are some of the keys to this? Shawnee, we're going to start with you. What do they got to do to make this a successful trip?
1: Well, I think one thing that's happened since King took over was the goaltending's been way better. Yeah. Like I believe they were like a league worst um 0. 0.87 maybe before King took over. Now they're they're definitely above league average. They might even be close to 0. 0.94, if is what I've read correctly. So I think that's something Mark Andre Fleury, Kevin Lankin, and have got to keep playing at a high level mm-hmm. to keep them in games. Um I think that that's like a really big thing. And then just keep playing loose, keep trying to play a full 60 minute game. And uh, and just keep doing what they're doing. I think eventually we'll see the lull, but they've got to play close, good, solid goaltending, and hopefully they can get some more offensive production from guys like Kirby Dock and stuff like that. Because uh, I know Ray had tweeted out or put in our chat a couple times that Kirby Dock's just got to find the net. Like he he's, yeah. he's just so close all the time, and he can't score. And hopefully on this trip he'll bust out.
0: Yeah, that finishing touch for him seems to be lacking a little bit right now. Ray, what do you think as far as the the circus trip, the road trip, and kind of keys to success? It's going to be tough.
2: It's not going to be easy. I mean, I think you know when you're they like you said they hit a Nashville team that you know was it's still Nashville. You know, Pittsburgh kind of gave it away. You know, Arizona, you luck you know lucked away with the worst team in the league. Um, You know, hey, you're going to go on the road. Just show that you're competitive. Um, show that you can compete with these guys. There, there's been so many games, um, you know, that was you know pre King that you're just like, man, they just they just don't look like they can compete with these guys. Right. Um, and and some teams they're not. There's going to be some teams that they're they're just not. They're not a playoff team. We said that before the season. But um, show me that you can at least compete with these guys and it's not a moral victory. You should be winning, winning hockey games. Yeah. They're going to be successful. It's going to be through Kane and to Brinkett has got to get rolling to Kirby. Doc is in the right spot at the right time. He's just got to finish, <laughs> you know, and I think he's said it, you know, in the past and he's just like, man, I, I got to start finishing these. And, and that's what you want to hear from a young kid. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he's not making excuses. He knows he's, he's got to finish in, in this, uh, in this league, but, if they're going to win, it's going to be because Kane and and Dubrkin um, yeah. strong goals, and and then you know. But defensively, you know, like, um, you know, like you said, it, it's got to be, you know, like Sean said, it, it's got to you got to be sharp defensively on the road. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, if you're just giving up, you know, high danger shot after high danger shot, you know, you you better have Hasik in net, um, you know. So I mean, you know, some of these guys are just being left out to dry. Yeah. But if, you know, if you're showing up that defense and, you know, hey, the top guys are scoring, they've got a chance. But you've got to show that, hey, you're supposed to be on the ice with these guys. Because when you're one, nine and two or whatever they were, they were showing they shouldn't even be on the ice with
0: these guys. Right. Yo, hey, yeah. They, so that, that you know, yeah. That Winnipeg game. That's ridiculous.
2: You've got Kane. You've got Taves, yeah. you get, I mean, we've got Seth Jones. You've got the Brinkett. You, you know, we know we're not the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, you know, right. Boston, there's Coyotes. But. Um, you know, if they could go out and, and I, maybe squeeze out maybe that first one or, you know, Hey, you squeeze out that second one, you know, you come home two and two, I think you'd be feeling pretty good about
0: it. Yeah. I would take two and two. I, I, I would. And I, and those are really good points all around. I think it it's time for, I, I really am hopeful that at some point that Taves and Kubelik are going to connect offensively and that's going to start rolling, you know, and Kubelik maybe we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to our players of concern list, or he's one that I'm concerned about, but it came in to bring it have to be hot and you do need that secondary scoring. And I would actually view the Kraken game as a must win. You do not want to go. Edmonton is smoking hot right now. Yep. And you do not want to go rolling into Edmonton if you lay an egg in Seattle. I mean, Seattle is a team that they should beat. They should compete. It'll be a good hockey game. I'm sure Seattle will give them a good game. But that's the first one on the road trip because then all of a sudden you lose that game. Then you go into Edmonton. You're not feeling great about yourself. You go 0-2, then you're in a hole. And I think then if you could beat the Kraken, regardless of what happens at Edmonton, obviously play Edmonton to win, but the Canucks aren't off to a great start either. Right. <clears throat> so if you can enter that Calgary game, you know, two and one with a chance to finish that trip, three and one, then all of a sudden you're going, okay, maybe actually that our season's not over. Two and two is okay. Anything less than two and two, then it's uh, I mean, they they can't afford any type of losing streak at all. The probably the rest of the season. Uh, yeah you said it
1: best too with seattle like they're lacking a big time scorer so it's going to be like a low scoring contest yeah so that that'll be that'll be a good one for them and then i think i saw today correct me if i'm wrong guys the vancouver connects gm met with the coach not to discuss the owner yeah yeah not to discuss any any changes but to try to figure out how to get better so
0: yeah what's going on yeah Yeah. they're just not they a lot of people had Vancouver doing really, really well last year uh, because they had that youth movement and it just isn't happening yet. Yeah, so, You know, I mean, I Connor McDavid could go off on the Hawks for five points could happen very easily. I mean, that guy, I, we haven't seen a, a player like that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, Edmonton is just so loaded. And so I, you know, well, I think the Hawks, you know, they might have a chance to compete with them. They, they got to come out of Seattle with that win, um, or at the very least a point. Um, and I, I do like that they're going to Seattle with a little bit of time on their hands. You know, they, you know, haven't played at all this week yet. And so, you know, and and maybe it's the right time for a road trip and, and with the right guy, I mean, I'm sure road trips with Jeremy Collins, everyone's not very loose. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everyone's a little nervous hitting the road with him being like, geez, where's he going? What's he thinking?
1: I'm it's sure fun. he pr- he probably walked by, The guys he didn't like and didn't say anything, and then walked by the guys he did like and gave him a hug, a kiss on the cheek, and you know asked about their entire family lineage. Right, Uh, Right.
0: Derek King knocking on someone's room, being like, "You guys playing cards? I'll play cards. I want to play. Yeah, I'll hang out. (laughs) Or
1: you guys want to watch Breaking Bad starring me? You know,
0: (laughs) he's the cool uncle.
2: Yes, versus the cousin nobody wants to talk to. So
0: that's awesome. Well, good stuff. Well, let's hope, let's hope that uh, tomorrow night, you know, they start off on the right foot. So here's a fun one. And I know Ray's looking forward to this more than anybody (laughs) Uh, kind of an early you know, we are going to start with Ray, but an early take on Seth Jones. Now I I think what triggered this is I think it was the hockey writers a few days ago uh, came out with an article saying Chicago's got their number one guy. They have a bona fide number one defenseman, a franchise defenseman. Um. You know, and in some of our group chats, you know, people are throwing around. Well, why are we paying a number? Why are we paying this guy like a number one guy when maybe he's not a number one guy? So let's start a little early review on Seth Jones. Now, I think Seth Jones is certainly. I don't think he had a great start. He's been terrific the last three games. I think he's been great. Um, now, this is this is eye language. I'm not speaking for the group because I obviously want to hear everyone's points. But you know, it's interesting. I think that if if you look at Seth Jones statistically, he's top five in minutes along the league. Um, as far as defensemen, he's in the top seven in defensemen and scoring right now. He's a tied for defensemen with uh, leading with assists in the NHL. Now, these are all just stats. He's minus the world. I think a lot of that is his tough start. You know, his last few games has been great. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, of the top scoring defensemen right now, and I know it's only no- November uh, 16th, seven of the top 10 are American born defensemen and nine of the fifteen top scorers are American born. So the blue line for the United States heading into the Olympics is very intriguing, but at any rate, is Seth Jones a number one guy? Is he a number one defenseman? Do you need a number one defenseman? Or are they overpaying someone where they could have gotten two guys, you know, for a similar price or maybe a little bit above that. And I'll capitalize on that point in a minute, but Ray, I want to hear what you've got to say about this man. Cause I know this one's been on your mind for a while.
2: Sure. I would have to ask, what do you think a number one defenseman entails? Is, is it somebody that puts up points? Is it somebody that um, is a shutdown defenseman? Do they do both? Um, is it a combination of it? Um, is it somebody that just plays all the minutes? Right. Um, for me, um, you know, that number one defenseman, when he comes over the the boards, he he's he's shutting down the other team's top guys. Um, you know, for me, that number one defenseman is going to be driving that puck the other way. Um, he's going to be tough to score against. Um, you know, he's going to be somebody that, and, you know, it's easy to say like a Nicholas Lindstrom. I, I still think he might be the best player um, since, you know, since I've been alive. Um, but, you know, just when he was on, you couldn't beat him. You know, hey, is Duncan Keith at number one? Yes, he was probably, you know, towards, you know, not not early on, but yes, when, when they were winning Stanley Cups. Um, to me, I don't think Seth Jones is that. Um, if you say, hey, points, okay, Eric Gustafson, Gustafson's a couple years removed from 60, um, you yep. know, stuff on those lines. So I, I think from that standpoint, I, I think there's some defensive deficiencies. Um, he's struggling five on five. Um, you know, he does a good job on the power play. Um, he does a good job of jumping in on the rush. I'm not arguing if Seth Jones is a very good. I mean, you love to have him on your team. You want him on your team. Right. I'm not sure. In the middle of a rebuild, you say here's 76 million dollars to a 27 year old. Um, but you know, for me, I don't think he's just there defensively um, to say right. that when he comes over the the the, the boards, he's shutting you down. Um, that you that, that you look for in that number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is he more of an Alex Goligoski? um you know where you know he doesn't have the size but he's that type of player right. um you know i would rather prefer to have somebody that's a little bit more you know de- defensive minded uh yeah. you know when it comes to my number one guy so you know and i had this argument you know in our chats that you know is he a 1b you know stuff along those lines hey if you pay him like this he has to be your number one no no doubt oh um, yeah you know, for, so, you know, is he on that line? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're having a conversation about, can he be a number one um, just defensively? I think, you know, some of it. you know, we saw the goal, I think it was Pittsburgh where just not tying up a stick, um, you know, a, a puck gets by him, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if he starts to lose a step, um, you know, is he going to be able to, you know, is his gap control going to get even worse um, you know, stuff along those lines. So for me,
0: no, he's not, um, but he's pretty darn close. Yeah. Okay. Valid, all valid. I like, the, I like the bar. I like the bar of the defensive defenseman, and obviously the Lidstrom reference is huge. And, Sean, and, yeah. And, you know, sorry, Sean. And, no, and the, go ahead, Ray.
2: You would have conversations like, like, hey, Eric Carson's winning awards, winning this, and, you you know, hey, if you just took away his yeah, offense, look at his defense and stuff along those lines. You try and, you know, focus in. You know, for me, you know, boy, if Seth could really just focus in on that defensive side of things and be that shutdown guy. Right. Right. I don't need a forward that's playing defense.
0: Right. Yep. No, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, that's like when Mike green was getting all of his power play points in Washington, everyone's like, Mike green's so awesome. It's like, yeah, man, he's in the power yeah. play. He's Great. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Sean, sorry, Sean.
2: No, yeah.
1: you're totally good. And Ray, I agree with everything you said. I think a number one defenseman comes over the boards and shuts you down. And that's, right. and that's what this team needs more than I think any other team in the national hockey league. Cause they surrender so many shots and they, give up so many goals it's been trending downward the last several years like they needed Seth they need Seth Jones to be that guy so I agree with Ray I would love for him to focus more on his own end let 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 the forwards handle all the uh, the majority of the offense and things like that I think under King though they haven't been maybe this is just a a byproduct of Eric Gustafson not playing as much and Mm -hmm. Seth Jones playing more they haven't been making the really bad pinching in moves where like Jones right. or Jones caught way too far up or, uh, Guffs center guys like that are caught way too far in the, uh, opposite yeah. on the ice. So. There haven't
0: been the odd man rushes, Yep, you know, that you've seen. So that's, that's definitely good. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't think anyone knew what they were doing when Colleton was in charge. So I don't, I don't put that on Jones and he has been better of later, but you know, it's interesting. I mean, when, when, you know, and I, I think that we're talking about, you know, everyone talks about, I mean like Charlie McAvoy, great young defenseman, out of Boston everyone's saying maybe that's a number one guy but what is that true number one guy you know like we're talking about I I still I will stand by this I I think Victor Hedman is still the best defenseman in the league I don't I don't know if there's anyone that touches Victor Hedman and maybe that is maybe that is a biased opinion because he's the only person I've ever seen that absolutely locks Patrick Kane down and every time the Hawks play the lightning and you even saw it in the 2015 finals when Hedman's on the ice Kane did nothing yeah yeah he did not. I mean, he totally neutralizes him, which I don't know if there's any any players that, you know, that kind of wear that belt. You know, what's interesting is if, if you look at. So here's what's going on when Jones big time, really, really fun contract kicks in, you know, next year. Here are the top paid defensemen in the NHL next year. Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty are both 11 million dollar guys. They're being paid for what they've done in the past. So those are contracts that were given to them yesteryear. Wierenski is at nine and a half million. That's I think that's a number one defenseman. I think that guy's pretty legit. Seth Jones is right behind him, along with Adam Fox and Charlie McAvoy at nine and a half. So that's where he is being paid along with those guys, the younger players. Darnell Nurse is over nine million dollars starting next year. Darnell Nurse is fabulous. I mean, that guy's a beast. I watched him when they when they played the Bruins the other night, he absolutely shut him down. Um, and then Rossi and McCarr and Hamilton are your other $9 million guys. So does Seth Jones, Jones belong in the conversations with those guys. If you look at anyone saying here, are your top 10 defensemen in the league this year, Seth Jones is probably not on that list. And then going into next year, will he be on that list? He's certainly being paid like that. So does he belong in the conversation with those guys? Yeah, maybe.
1: Is he a byproduct of the system? Is he a byproduct of like? Does do, I mean Roman Yosi? The defense is usually pretty good with Nashville. Yeah, uh, Petrangelo. Like they, they're. I know he's only at eight point eight million next year, but they're. Um, Vegas is usually a pretty good defensive team. They don't give up a lot of shots. Like, right. yeah, Petrangelo's
0: so, right in there. I mean, he's yeah. at something. But he's, then he, I, I, I think I honestly think the best model right now might be the Minnesota Wild. I mean the Minnesota Wild are leading the central right now. And if you look at their top four defensemen, they're all really good and they're getting paid what they're worth. It's Spurgeon, Brodine, Dubba, Dumba, and uh Goligoski. And so you're saying maybe maybe you would look at those guys on any roster or any list and say none of those guys is really a number one. But you got four really, really good defensemen there. And Ray, it, what do you think
1: of Minnesota?
2: You know, before I touch base on Minnesota, I think the, the big difference, too, you know, when you're you're giving somebody an eight-year contract. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, early 20s. Yeah, 23. he's 23. 23 yeah. Fox, 22. Yep. Um, who am I missing? Who we just say? Uh,
0: I mean, I'm not even talking McCarr. about. Yeah, McCarr, yeah McCarr.
2: You know I mean, And that's the biggest
0: thing. Arnold I mean, Nurse is still pretty young, I believe. I don't know how old he is, but Worenski yeah. is young, younger. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Waranski's young. I mean, and that was the biggest thing. It was like, man, you just you know, he's 26. He's going on 27. He's going to be 28 when it kicks in. And what's he going to look like when he's 32, 33? And that was the biggest thing. And then you're giving away draft picks. Yeah. Uh, you know, two guys that maybe come in right now. You look at it, and if it's not to Brinkett or Doc, Lucas Reichel is great. You know, for you know, what's he going to be? He's not you know a surefire Hall of Famer. Um, you know, is he going to be a middle six guy? You know, you could have had two or three more guys. Yeah, uh, and yeah, then you you that, on the back end as well, that you're not tied up there. That was my biggest thing. Where it was like, I'm not arguing if it was a good hockey player, he's a good hockey player in the National Hockey League, and he's, he's he's good at it. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, you're paying him that amount of money for that long. It can't be a doubt that he's going to be your number
0: one. No, and I think I think I mean I, <laughs> I don't put Dougie Hamilton in that group. I think Dougie Hamilton's going to fall off a cliff pretty soon. I think two, three more years, and, and I don't, th- I don't know, what he'll have.
1: Go I ahead. always go back to with Dougie Hamilton. He's been on what four teams now? Yeah, four teams, and he's 28. Like, why yeah. do teams keep moving on from Dougie Hamilton? Yeah. There's got to be a reason.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I understand Carolina tried to pay him. It was Carolina, right? He was with yeah. Carolina, Carolina.
0: doesn't really miss him right now. That's for no.
1: Sure. They, they turn seem, out. Def-
0: they seem just fine. They well, turn then, out defensive yeah. down there. You know, with with the big Jones contract, though, it's only there's only one year of overlap if Kane and Taves are still around with those three huge hits, and that's next year, which is going to be troubling if Kane and Taves are still around. Um, Which I think, even though we're saying yeah, it is time to trade him, I think smart money says they'll probably still be there.
1: But so that's. I don't think Taves will be.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. But ten and a half, ten and a half for Taves, ten and a half for Kane and nine and a half for Jones. I mean, for one year, that's that's a lot of dough. So, you know, they won't be able to afford another uh, big-time quality blue liner for a while with that new contract. Um, And that's the toughest part. I mean,
2: you can't miss on that. You know, he's got to be your number one then. And and that's the thing is you don't – pay. you know, you usually don't see it in hockey as much. I mean, we're seeing it here and there. I mean, Seabrook maybe. But, um, you know, in other sports where it was, hey, there's an – Godly amount of money for what you did the last 10 years, and now I'm paying you until you're 40. Right. Uh, you know, it, you can't do that in the, in the NHL. And, and it, it'll go back to a while. You know, I mean, you got guys that are, you know, seven, five, two guys that are making six million, and a guy that's making five. Yeah. You know, that's a good problem to have. that That's that's being able to, you know, then pay your top guys your top dollar. And, you know, Spurgeon can, you know, if he struggles, that's going to, you know, that that kills you. But, yeah, you know, you know, Goligoski, I mentioned him, and
0: you know, he's getting paid five. I think he's pretty similar to what Seth Jones is. He's he's five, and then they could get him at a discount next year. He comes off the books. I mean, you yeah. got Spurgeon at seven and a half, that's a risk because he's 31, and right. they've got that through 2027. 20, but then you got Brodeen with the same deal with six million. Brodeen's terrific, and then you got Dumba for two more years at six million. So then your top four almost seem like they're all adequately paid, and you're living at the top of the central division, right? Right. So, right. And, you know, they're not world beaters. you know, no, they, no, they're, they're not, not. Probably not.
2: But it was just such a disappointing when, when it was like, hey, we're going to rebuild, and then this is what happened. And mm-hmm. now the guy had said, hey, we're going to rebuild, and they told you, hey, you know, none of this changed anything. Yeah, absolutely it changed everything. I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot, you know. But then you look at guys, you know, like the Boston Bruins, um, you know, they're not overpaying their defensemen.
0: No. And they're good I mean, defensemen. And they're always in it. They're always yeah. in it. You know, I mean, they've they've they've, uh,
1: they've you know, retooled nicely. Like they, they had maybe like a down year, but it, they weren't even it, was, it wasn't even it was down by their standards. Yeah, they retooled. The Blackhawks they, never retooled.
0: They missed the playoffs in 15 and 16, and then they went right back at it. Yep. Um, and that's when they had to, you know, they dumped Lucic and a few of other guys and Claude Julian and his methods weren't working anymore. Um, But I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I think the Bruins should have more cups than that that lone one from twenty eleven in this window. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, obviously they were a game away from it And um in 2019. And in 2013 they got beat by a better team. And um and I, I will never never dispute that. And that's yeah. not, that's not a homer call either. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and the toughest part with, with the Hawks too is everything has been you know, you got two guys left, and and I'm talking about on the ice. Uh, I'm not talking about anything that that they've been going through off the ice. Right. Everybody's been through trades. Um, you know, except for Doc. Um, you know, uh, you know, except for you know Canaan Taves, who's left over. They've been trading for everybody. Um, they're just they can't retool. They don't have right. anything to retool with. You know, except maybe a rifle coming through. You could talk about Ian Mitchell all you want. Brandon Hagel's fine.
1: Wait, you Ian Mitchell's still in the organization?
2: You know, yeah, that. That you say, hey, hey, they're coming through. That's great. But, you know, these aren't the guys that you're going to be building your your organization around. You know, they don't have that. No, that's why I think Seth Jones hurt so much as well. That that might have been a good pick. That might have been, you know, somebody that's moving forward this year coming up. Keep your fingers crossed. It's number one or number two.
0: I um, know. Well, that's the thing. I if mean, I number don't, three, if, it, if you know, they gonna, if yeah. turn this thing around, they don't have a first round pick. No, it'll yeah. be
2: the first draft I've missed if they pick yeah. number three. So,
0: um, you know, you you'd just be devastated. Yeah. That. Now, unless and unless influx like, coming through. Yeah, unless like we talked about, you finally, you know, move some of those bargaining chips—the canes and the taves of the world—and you get a first rounder in that mix somewhere. Right.
1: Yeah, you've got to you got to hire the head man. Got to put somebody in the top the top chair, the president of hockey operations, to decide the course of the organization. Because right now this season i think it's just tread and water i think the real i mean this <clears throat> the real test go, is going to be this off season in terms of okay what direction do we actually take cuz yeah. stan, stan bowman set them back i think with the seth jones deal even though he's a heck of a hockey player like he, they gave up right. too much like ray said they gave up they, they don't have the draft capital to be expending it they're not the but new so, And i think a lot of it was
0: I think a lot of it is similar to the bears GM Ryan pace when going for fields, kind of saying, this is my last chance to keep my job in a sense. And I got to, I got to try to do this right now. And maybe that was Stan's thinking, um, but, but, you know, there are still movable assets. There still is time to actually do somewhat of a rebuild and hold on to Jones. And speaking of that, you know, kind of the players of concern. So basically I don't, if the Hawks go one and three on this road trip, or if they go oh and four, in my mind, the season's over. I mean, they really can't, you know, they need to keep this light lightning in a bottle. I mean, they almost need to go on a eight or nine game win streak at some point just to, you know, stay afloat. And so, I mean, two and two, then we're still talking one and three or oh and four. They just don't have the luxury the way the season started. And so with that, I mean, I, I there are definitely some players of concern, not only guys that you haven't seen the output from, but you're saying, OK, long term, do we even really want to hold on to this guy? And so with some of those, I threw some names out when we, uh, you know, via, via text when we were talking about this. But, Sean, what, who's concerning you the most right now with his recent play of someone who some people might consider a regular, and you're just kind of like, I don't really know.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taves. Yep. I think um, – so it was unfortunate that, that Johnny missed all of last year with his illness. Um, but even before that, his scoring was trending downward. And now, I mean, he's even said it in games. He has he has no goals. He has eight assists, and that's it. Like, he's frustrated offensively. If they're going to go, if they hope to keep winning games, they've got to have some sort of offensive output from Jonathan Taves, yeah. and they're just not getting it from him. Whether it's Russ from not playing for over a year, his illness is affecting him more than we, he's leading on, or he's just he's he's not the same guy anymore. Yeah. And like I made the statement earlier that in two years, I don't think he's going to be here. If he is, it's going to be at a extremely low number because they can't afford to pay him for his past performances. This isn't baseball. Like you can't afford to pay people like that. I
0: think he he could be, he could be an Antoine Vermette like pickup for somebody.
1: He could be. Yeah.
0: He is winning in the dot. I mean, he's in the top five in face off percentage. He wins his draws. He does that, and if someone's looking for, you know, a, a part-time two or a third-line center for your postseason run, he fits that bill to the T. Um, With know, playoff I,
1: experience, a veteran guy, yeah,
0: right, really presence, all the stuff. But I mean, I to be a, a you know a one A 1A or a one B first-line center making ten and a half million dollars, it's just not there. Yeah. So oh, I agree with you. Uh, any thoughts on Ray? Any thoughts on Jonathan Taze before we defer to your opinion on someone else you're worried about?
2: Yeah, he's just so tough. Even in the beginning of the years, I mean, you know, physically, I got to get back to where I need to be. You know, he, he kind of said that a little bit earlier. And then, you know, I mean, he just had just a horrible press conference. So, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with him. But, um, you know, physically, you just don't know the toll. You don't know where he's at, um, you know. And, and then, you know, he's just been absolutely – before. I mean, from, from that standpoint. But I mean, you he, he just you wouldn't be shocked if he went out and had a hat trick and you know won eighty five percent of his draws. You know, I mean, it he's, right. he, it has to start coming along. But when you miss a year, you hear that what happened. You know, you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt from a physical standpoint. I mean, it's an unbelievably tough sport to get ready for. Um, you know, let alone then go do it. Um, he's thirty three. There's a lot of a lot of mileage on that engine. Um, so, I mean, he, but he's got to get wrong. I mean, if there's one person where you say you right. got to start producing, it's coming from there.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I don't you know, I again, like I, I just think it. if it's not this year, next year, if he is on the roster next year with his contract coming up, the interest in a prorated contract, even if the Hawks are willing to eat some of that, will be immense for any cup contender. I mean, you can plug him in on anybody's roster right now, and they will find a place for what he brings to the table, even the way he's playing right now. He's still a value add to a club. Mm-hmm. But the days of, you know, uh, first team PK, first team PP, and pumping in goals and, and being your number one center, I, I think those, da- those days are just gone, and it's not his fault. Like you said, I mean, the sport has just taking its toll. Um, Ray, I'm sorry, go ahead. You look at all
1: the guys who played, aside from Patrick Kane, Father Time has caught up with all those guys who played it through those Stanley Cups. Yeah. And Taves is just the next one in the long list that keeps growing up Father Time catching up. You never defeat Father Time. He's undefeated.
0: Nope. Nope. Father Time will win every single time, even with Kaner at some point. Yeah. Yeah. He's but, just, I, but it's not showing now. I mean, 88 the other night was the best player on the ice. I mean, by yeah. far. I mean, it was ridiculous. He controlled the whole hockey game and he set up Strome and – you know, I'm sure if he knew Strom was going to fire it right into the goaltender, uh, he would have given him the puck. But thankfully that guy went, you know what, Strom's having a tough time. I'm just going to lift my arm and let this thing dribble in here. <laughs> you know, I like Dylan. He's an old buddy of mine. You know, I kind of want to see him around.
1: So. He he's, he's played he's played in a game. He, he's yeah. not eating the popcorn nice shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. You better let him, you know.
0: Yeah. Ray, is there anyone else on your on your radar screen, a player of concern other than Jonathan Taves? I think uh, Kubalik's got to start coming
2: around too. Um, you know, he's somebody that, you know, I, I don't think he's a your 30 goal guy every no. year. But you know, he's got to kind of, if he's not producing, what is he doing? Um, you know, I think he does a lot more than than you think. Um, you know, defensively, I think he's all right. Positionally, I think he plays the body all right. You know, stuff along those lines. Right. Um, he's not the not the heaviest guy in the world, so he's not leaning on you a ton. But you know, if he's not producing what do we got going there? Um, He's going to be somebody that's going to command money because he can put the puck in the net, you know, we're like a Borgstrom or a Strom or, you know, some of these RFAs that are coming up, um, you know, where you just not, you know, where are we at, you know, stuff along those lines. So, I mean, Borgstrom would even still be, I I guess, next year, but, um, you know, by then you're just going to know he's just a dude, you know, the greatest college hockey player of all time is just a dude in the NHL. So, um, (laughs) you're nervous. Get to where, you know, Kubelik, it's like, okay, can I pay you six where somebody else might pay you six? I don't know. I can't. Yeah, um,
0: I don't, That that's, I think Kubelik's the one that I'm confused with the most because it's just like, what do you do when his contract comes up if he doesn't start, you know, if he doesn't finish the season with 30? Right. You know, he still could. He could still get yeah. up there and finish with 30. I think it's very doable for him. Right. And well, I'm I, a Kubelik yeah. guy. I just, you know, hey, just got to start producing. I want to give yeah. you yeah
2: but you got to start producing. Yeah. It,
0: it does have to be a, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Cause he's in that bridge contract right now, that bridge deal, that two year sweetener, which is supposed to be the setup for your bigger deal. Right. And I don't, I, they can't afford to make a mistake with him with a long-term contract. Correct. They can't, they can't, they can't make a mistake and give him four or five years at 6 million with the expectation he's going to be a second liner. And then a year and a half into it, we're like, actually he's more of a third line guy. Right. They, they, you can't do that. Um, with him. And so he, he's the one that I'm actually worried about the most. I think, I think he's a tough hockey player. I think he, I think he battles hard. You know, I certainly don't question his work ethic or his desire. Um, but I, I think that, you know, after that first year where he pumped in 30 goals playing with, uh, you he's know, playing, playing with Taves. With, he's playing with Taves and sod all year and he had a really good scoring touch. And I don't know, I, I think it, and maybe, maybe I'm alone with this. I was thinking, Oh, maybe this guy hasn't hit his ceiling yet. Um, but I don't know if those tools are there. You know, I don't know if we're going to see his game grow. It might just be, this is who he is. Um, and so I, I think I, I'm, you know, I, I definitely want to see a few more breakout performances from him. Cause like I said, I, you can't make a mistake with him. You can't, um, you know, the other one that I'm, I'm concerned with a, a little bit is Khrushchev. Um, and I don't, I, I just don't, no one talks about Khrushchev anymore. Like, it's like last year he was, You know, he came in, he'd been playing in the Swiss League, so he was skating a lot more than anyone else. He hit the ground running. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we love this kid. And so right now he doesn't seem like much of a shutdown third line guy, but he's not even being a secondary scoring presence. And so that's another one, like when he's up for contract. I mean, that he fortunately he's young enough where you can give him a small bridge and give him one of those, you know, kind of put up or shut up you know, type deals. But at the same time, I, I guess I was hoping for a little bit more uh, offense from him this year and a little bit more production uh, considering that early hype machine. I mean, right now he's, he's played 14 games. He's got three assists and he's minus six. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, I don't, there's not a ton of grit in his game. He's just kind of there and he's been playing. And so I, I, I would be fine if he's a healthy scratch one night to try to wake him up. Mhm. Uh, but any thoughts, on, any thoughts on Shiva? Anyone following me on that? 22, and that's the toughest part. I, I think, you know, and, and going
2: back to Kubelik real quick, yeah. he's not going to shoot 19%. He's not a 30-goal yeah. scorer every day or every year. Even if you're just – if you're giving me 20 to 22, 23, you've got to show that. That's what you've got to show. If you're going to be my second-line guy, you've got to show that you can consistently do that. He's probably not going to shoot 19%. Um, he's probably not going to get enough shots to get to 30, right. 40 every year. Um, but, you know, he's got to be able to show me that he's doing that between his 27 and 30 years. Um, and Khrushchev, you know, he's still so young. I think it's it's tough to even say, like, I mean, where's the development of any of these guys? Um, yeah. You know, Even like Doc, you know, I mentioned today, right. oh, I really would have liked to have seen Doc play 80 games in the A, you know, just to give him a chance to say, hey, you know, and, and it's not a knock on him. I'm not saying he sh- shouldn't be in the NHL. You're just, you wish you had some player development. You wish you had some guys to say, hey, you know, go play in the, the AHL for a long time. Right. So, and then when they come up, they're ready. Um, the Hawks just don't have that. They're not built.
0: No, there. the system's not deep enough. I mean, I, you, know, just, say, else, uh, you know, say Forslund go somewhere else,
2: you know, quiz go somewhere else. We have no time for you. And then, you know, and then we're stuck with, you know, just kind of hoping that they're good, you know, versus where, you know, Khrushchev's only 22. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's been developed. I don't know if he's just come over and, you know, did he have enough, you know, development to say he's talented enough. You know, so he's just so young. It's so hard to predict. But also my expectations aren't high for a guy like him either um, to come over and say, hey, you know, you're going to be the guy that's going to step right in. The Hawks don't have him.
0: No, they don't. They, don't they don't. No, they don't have that guy right now. And, and I, I actually, you know, I, I like the guy that they do have that, you know, we're talking about Reichel. And I like that the plan with him right now, keep him there. Keep him there the whole year. Don't mess with it. Do not mess with it. You know, if if you want to bring him up at the end of the season, if, the, if it's a mail in and you've traded guys at the deadline and the season's over, give him a week or something. You yeah, know, a you a taste of it. yeah, Yeah, but keep him going. Keep him producing. He's all, he's hot right now. He's playing at the right level. If you want him to be a goal scorer someday, keep him there scoring goals. Don't bring him up where he's overwhelmed. Put him out of line with Strom and Borgstrom. See how it goes? Oh, good heavens. Ugh. You had to do it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Man, that's brutal.
1: I was going to say, uh, <laughs> going back to kurishev really fast, um, yeah, yeah, Derek King being the head coach, I think is the right move for a guy
2: Frozen Sean. It's,
0: God, we, yeah. Frozen Sean is. is Frozen Sean. He was going to say Derek King with regards to Kershev something. And then, and now he's gone.
2: Oh, he's gone. Yeah.
0: he yeah, will be back. I think yeah, what he's going to say is it'd be a good move for King to put him up in the press box for a game. Is that what he's going to say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. look at this roster
2: of, you know, you got Kerry, you got Hardman, you got strong Borkstrom, Kershev, Carpenter, and, and Johnson. Yeah. You know, and then you go, hey, Taves and, and, and Kubelik have been, hey, that's what you yeah. got to run. Hagel,
0: Hagel, when he's back, is going to hey, be, you know, be Hagel. He'll, you know, maybe maybe they'll get a 15, 20 goal season out of Hagel. Right. I, I so, will like to say, you know, now been been Sean, Tyler
2: Johnson, you know. I mean, Tyler
0: Johnson, yeah. Now, I don't want to rip on Sean. I'm about to let him back in. But before I let him back in, now that it's just me and Ray, about a year ago at this time, there was a question on a podcast, is Alex Debrinket elite? And the, two people that, and the two people that are on this podcast were the only two people that said yes. Absolutely. Now we'll let Sean back in.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, I um I was getting a call from Billy Adler. He wanted me to be assistant GM with the Mets.
0: Nice. Got Beautiful. It. So yeah. real quick on on the cat. Alex DeBrincat is going to get forty goals this year. Um, yeah. I certainly think he will. He's elite. His release. I I mean I don't. We talk about how quickly that puck gets off his stick. We were throwing out superlatives and comparisons uh, the other day. Um, mine was Mike Bossy. Uh, I grew up, you know, watching Bossy and the Islanders, and and every time, you know, just the idea that you do not let a goaltender set up, and how quickly you get it off your stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think w- when we saw that last shootout when it's shootout goal, it was absurd. I mean, I don't, I don't know how he did that, how quickly he got it off his stick, but and he, he's got a
2: liability
0: defensively. Does a lot of things. He.
2: He, he might be the face of your franchise
1: in two yep. years. I, yeah. He plays and, bigger than he is too. Like, like Ray's pointed it out. And I started noticing after Ray was saying it. he plays bigger than he is. Like he, yeah. he's, you can't just body him off the puck. He's, he's uh, strong on his skates. He plays well in his own end. He says the right things off the ice. Like yes.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: He, he had the right comment. He of the entire PR disaster from the players, um regarding the Kyle Beach situation which was disgusting and horrible Alex right. derinkket was the only player that had the right thing to say of the first round obviously everybody got it right after torinkket but Durinkket had the right thing to say and yeah. from what um Wheaton Academy's finest Eric Andrews says that Alex Durinkket's just a generally nice guy like like from what he's heard from people the his connections they say he's just generally like a good dude yeah and the, and if now, you're gonna have yeah. a face of your franchise and get going forward. He's your guy,
0: absolutely.
1: And now, and I, you yeah. guys were right, one hundred percent. He's elite, and I agree with you. Now I'm on board. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Well, he, I, you know, I think Patrick Patrick Kane is is you know going to be in the point column because he just regularly does Patrick Kane stuff. How he keeps doing right. it, I don't know. Um, I, I do think he will go down as the best American-born hockey player of all time. Now we can argue that till we're blue in the face. There are some great ones. I love it when everyone says American-born and someone goes, no way, Brett Hall. Brett Hall was not American-born. Dual citizen but not American-born, so we always got to preface that. A- sure. At any rate, I-, I I think Patrick Kane's got a shot for 100 points this year. How many of those will be a- as a result of number 12, though? Maybe like 50 of them. I mean, and and I, I really think that, you know, since, since Panarin, we haven't seen that complement to Patrick Kane's game like we are seeing to brink it right now in the last full season, you know, that the Hawks had um you know where DeBrinkene or where Kane got 110 points. You know, I mean that was the year that DeBrinkene had 41 goals. So, I think we could replicate that. Now, will that manifest in a playoff playoff season for the Hawks? Probably not. So, you know, I mean we're all throwing fairy dust on a bad situation. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, either you gotta way, gotta
1: look for the small goals. Gotta look for you the. Gotta look things. for
0: that, and you gotta look for for Doc to come along yeah. with that party and make that a line for a long time. Unless you trade, yeah. Aaron, if your plan is to keep him, keep those three together all the time. Yeah, and even like Kirby. I mean, you know, you're just like,
2: like I said, I, I wish you would have just found success in yay, or worried yeah. about him for a year or two. I mean, even I know Boquist is gone, but it was you throw this little kid into the NHL and say go. You'll be good and you, yep. you know you just didn't have that development but getting back to Kirby where you're just you know it's just like man it, 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 the floodgates could open because he's fine he's in the spot Yep, he plays a, a, a good game he's a north south type guy he's in a good position he goes in yeah. that he's gonna get some greasy goals quote-unquote he's had some opportunities he's had some breakaways it's just like Man, if one or two of those go in, is it just the floodgates? You I know, mean, like I know Think didn't about he have
1: two in one game where he yeah. had one on the power play and then one on the PK, like right afterwards? Like yeah.
2: and it's better than the other way around where you're just like the doc play tonight, you know, right. like you know, yeah, um, he's you know, where was no, he? At? And we got some guys that are hurt that will do, you know, you're just like he played 18 minutes tonight? No yeah. way. You know, yeah, that's not hurt. Doc. He's gonna be good. You're just yeah. like that floodgate, that conference just hits
0: those are your two guys you got. Yeah. But to your, to your point, it, it almost seems like it's, and that's why I like what they're doing with Reichel because it almost seems like less and less you're seeing that in the NHL where everyone always forgets that Patrice Bergeron spent a full year in with the Providence Bruins in the AHL mm-hmm. after a season with the NHL Bruins and then the lockout hit and they said, go play in Providence for the full year. You know, everyone's going to Europe, blah, blah, no, no, stay yeah. here right. you know, stay in Providence for a year. And what that did for him, and
2: yeah, and and you, don't,
0: you don't see that often enough anymore. No.
2: And yeah. even Pichard, that's with Edmonton, you know, he's one guy that uh, yeah. when I watched him and, you know, when he was young, I was just like, man, this kid could absolutely take over games. And I'm on record like, man, I, I love this kid. And they're like, well, what's he doing in the A? And it's just like, who cares? I, I don't need him to be good now on a yeah. team that's 50 below, uh, you know, points like Edmonton was three, four years ago where you're just, you're a two man team. I need him when he's 23 to 38, that's when I need them to be good. I don't need them to be good now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's just such a, I don't know. <laughs> I hope we go back to it because the Hawks have none of it. You look at this roster, you keep Preichel down there. Like you said, if he wants to get a cup of coffee at the end uh, to, to, to be on a nice charter and eat well, get a feel for the NHL, fantastic. But sure. the Hawks don't have
0: anybody else. No, there's the no last, reason to bring him up right now.
1: The last guy they did that with when they had the luxury, I think was Tavo Taravainen.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's the
1: last guy they did that with because they had the luxury. Now they're just yeah. – during the Stan Bowman post-cup era, they were just rushing guys. I mean,
0: the team was, the team was stacked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah, could I, leave, they could leave T.T. down there for a little while.
1: And then the next year when they won the cup, he was on the third line. Yep. He was your third-line wing I right? there. was yeah. he, or he might have been the center because – one, one game. That no, on. was the center. Drematt one game, the center. game, one of the finals. That's yeah, cool. one – one nothing or 2-1, because John Cooper went one nothing and then just went into defensive shell, and it was yes, a mistake.
0: Teravinen scored, and then he picked it off and got it to Vermette. Yep. He skated out of there 2-1. It was brilliant.
1: Vermette, Tavo, and Sharp, that third line.
0: Uh-huh, glory days. So, so good. Glory days. Long way away from that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, now uh, that All would right. be the top line by, like, four. Uh, maybe out of be right after Kane to bring it and Dock.
0: Yeah, any any parting shots tonight, guys? Words of wisdom? Anything we need to be keeping an eye on going into the pseudo circus trip?
1: I would look for like so. The trend has been Gustafson. I, I'm I'm curious to watch his usage because they played him. Um, it was like three minutes. It was it was it was under ten minutes for two games in a row, and they played him thirteen minutes. And I believe the last game was. I think he got some. Um, some time in overtime. So I'm curious to know how he's going to be played in the next game, how Crawford and King deploy him in this game. Cause I want to, I want his usage to keep decreasing because he's not a defenseman. And if they're, if they're on the power play fine, put him out there. But other than that, I think you've got to slowly wind him down and face him out. Right. It helps. It helps your goaltenders too. Cause he's, he's literally a break, a breakaway in the other direction waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Now, Caleb Jones, he might name. return on this trip is what they're saying.
1: Yeah, I think the, the Sun Times
0: reported yesterday or two days ago that Jones will warm up with the team against the Kraken and that they'll be lucky if he plays against Edmonton. But he might be back in this trip somewhere. So hopefully that will, you know, limit... Uh, the Gus, the, bus. The, the Gus bus, that's for sure. And then and Johnson still, might be back at some point soon.
1: And they still have Wyatt Cullionuk, um getting right. some time down in Rockford.
0: Right, but it, it doesn't sound like Johnson's going to make the trip, and then obviously everyone's waiting for Hagel. I don't think Hagel's going to make the trip either, so they're a little dinged up. But the idea, I like the idea of Caleb Jones coming back. I actually thought he was pretty good in the preseason, and that I think that would be a big help, if nothing more than just process of elimination. Um, just like you said, getting the Gus bus out of there. What about you, Ray? Anything on your mind that we should be paying attention to heading into the road trip? I'm sticking with the defense. Uh, They cannot
2: be this bad. Um, The forwards have to be better. You're not. You've got to trust. You got to play defense. You got to get below the dot. Um, There's a few guys. Yes, I understand that we're going to be forcing the offense, but um, everybody's got to buy in. You have to play defense, Um, and that's something that's non-negotiable. We've seen it on successful teams. The forwards have to do it, but. DeHaan, McKay, Murphy, Stillman—they can't be this bad. Um, you know, I, when I was—you know—we after Saturday when we when we talked about JC saying bye, I was looking at the team you know, like, man, they can't be this bad defensively. What's going right. on? And yeah. now you see with King, it's like, okay, hey, they—they're they're in games. They, yes, they're winning goal games, but they're in games because of the defense. Um, so if they can go on this road trip and show that they can play defensively with these guys. You're, you're going to say, okay, fine. Let's get through the season with these guys. You're going to be good. But if they just get, if you're just like, man, they are this bad, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, they still have to go, what, 43 and 25 to get to 94 points? That's that's unbelievable hockey. Um, but, you know, Deha, McKay, Murphy, Stillman, they can't be that bad. And, and if they play good hockey on these four, in, in this four game road trip, right, the Hawks will be just fine. Yeah. They could play but hey, we, they're watchable. They're watchable. We could smile. Guys are smiling, are having fun. I like it. What they were doing under JC, they couldn't be that bad.
0: No, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a that's a great note to end on. Uh, thank you, folks, everyone, for your time tonight. My name is Andy Campbell. On behalf of Ray and Shawnee, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, go Hawks! And we will be live again next week, probably halfway through the road trip. At that time to dissect, hopefully, at the very least, a one-in-one progress report. Uh, But got to get after that Kraken.
2: We could have Gate uh, on to say what went wrong in the Seattle loss.
0: There you go. There we go. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure you heard that somewhere out there, Gate. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much. One more shout-out to our sponsors, Puck Hockey, D-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y, discount code THE RING. All in caps. If you want those really cool sweatshirts that Ray and Sean have, then show those one more time. Like, yeah, those are hot. If I knew you were doing that, I'd feel, I'd feel left out. But we will coordinate them against them. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you, folks. Take care. Have a great night. Go Hawks.